0: Welcome to another episode of Breaking into Cybersecurity, CISO Thursdays. And our guest speaker, slash CISO of the Week, honorary CISO of the Week, is Mr. James McQuiggan. And we also have Professor Roger White with us. Um, James, go ahead and introduce yourself for the folks that might not know who you are. Give a little bit of background about yourself.
1: Definitely. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on the uh on the episode, uh, on the show, always uh, always glad to chat with your audience, and great to kind of I think this is the first time I've seen Professor Roger, uh, seen a ma- heard of from a many times on the the House yes. of Club, uh, yeah. done a lot of uh, <laughs> there, so uh, real excited, and uh, you know, great just being here. But yeah, so my name is James McQuiggan and I am a uh, what we call a security awareness advocate over at No Before. I've been there now coming up on three years and, uh, you know, all about spreading the word of cybersecurity, you know, whether you want to say evangelist or advocate or or whatever term of the week. Uh, But the uh, other side hustle is I'm a college professor in Orlando as well, teaching cybersecurity for the next generation. Um, And then uh, prior to being, I, I didn't know before, I spent 18 years working for a young, a little German company called Siemens. Folks may have heard of it. I don't know, but uh, yeah, just, just a little just a little company. Um, but that was kind of where you know I did a lot of growing, uh, coming out of you know doing every, anything and everything with computers, databases, uh, networking to getting into network security, then getting into security itself, security awareness training, product security. Um, and it's where I really developed a passion for cybersecurity education and, and informing folks with regards to cybersecurity, all things cybersecurity. And it, that's what ended up leading me into no before. So, um, yeah, so being a, being a college professor and an advocate talking cybersecurity all day, it's great. I love it.
0: Perfect. And Professor Roger White, just give us a little quick background about yourself so they know who you are.
2: Yes, I am Professor Roger White. Um, I'm a um, cybersecurity architect at Microsoft. I am a professor of cybersecurity. Uh, I'm a stalker of James on Clubhouse. <laughs> we usually, we are like in every room together. Um, um, also, too, I am a board chairman of an organization called Black Cybersecurity uh, association, which James Company has donated money to, I appreciate that. And um, yeah, that's me.
0: Oh, perfect. Thank you for coming on, everyone. Uh, just a, a a quick plug, only because uh, it's my show and I could do oh, it. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, I just released uh, my book, Hack the the Cybersecurity Interview uh, with. Ken Underhill and T.M. Oh, look at that! Snazzy. Love it. Love it. Love it. So, if if you're looking to hack your interview, go ahead and do so. Um, (laughs) Thank you, Mister James, for uh, doing that. So, is that how you got hired, James? Reading that book.
1: (laughs) Well. well, we, you know, Christoph and I, we go way back. We've known each other for a number of years and I saw he had the book and I'm, you know, I've gotten a good, my role I know before, I absolutely love it. One of the best jobs I've had. And so, you know, I don't anticipate too many more interviews in my life. Knock wood, hopefully not. But, but I was just curious. I mean, he wrote the book and, you know, I always, I got to support my friends. It's more to support folks and. You know, you write a book, that's not easy. Uh, yeah. that's work my colleagues. Roger Grimes has written 13. Yes, yeah, Roger. You know, they are not easy. So any chance I can support my colleagues, friends, you know, hey. And, and it was good reading through it. I, I skimmed through it on the uh, uh, earlier today and yesterday and, you know, looking through it. It's like, you know, this could, you know, what you learn in the book for an interview, you could still apply to real life just in everyday activities.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and that's kind of why we wrote it is that if if there's someone they're either looking to up level their career or to transition from a different area to kind of provide them with that foundational knowledge of the different roles to do so. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So,
1: and and I think I heard checks in the mail. Is that right, Chris?
2: Okay, good. Yes. Yeah, that was a great infomercial. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so James, when, when it comes to keeping CISOs and company leaders informed as to what's happening. What are some of the, the new techniques that are being used? Because I know um, the old look at the PowerPoint and drone on for four hours hasn't worked in a long time. What, what are some of the new approaches to, to having great awareness and great culture when it comes to uh, cybersecurity?
1: Basically, take them out back and beat them. I think that's kind of plain. Yeah. (laughs) No, uh, honestly, um, you know, when we start talking about culture, you know, culture is all around us, you know, and it could be either the culture within our organization, culture in society, culture in the country we live in, uh, you know, in those norms and beliefs and, and actions that we have. When we start dealing with that for an organization, looking at the culture of the organization, you you know, uh, for me, uh, spending so many years working at Siemens, I was part of the energy division, and I used to visit a lot of power plants and a lot of the wind turbine facilities. And you walk in there, and the culture within the, that organization is very focused on health and safety, and which makes sense because all the manufacturing equipment, you know, it's very powerful. You know, somebody leaves you know a screwdriver or something in the wrong, a ladder in the wrong spot. You know, that could get uh, damaged could cause damage. People get hurt, killed, you know, you deal with that. And so there's such a strong focus on health and safety in those because they don't want to lose productivity, lose life, limb, you know, and, and so forth. And so when we start talking about security culture. We've always said, you know, everyone, security is everybody's responsibility. Everybody should be involved with security. But a lot of people may not want to deal with security. They may be, it may be something where they're like, fine, I'll do the training and they click next, 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 finish, answer the common quest, the common answer, or common sense answers on the quiz, move on. And then the whole concept of, yeah, just because I'm aware, doesn't mean I care. Um, And some people will be like yeah but that that's not like me with security and it's like well but you get on the highway and the highway speed limit is 70 miles an hour and you're doing 80 uh, guilty um, because you know that you've got your destination to go to you're you're in that left lane it's like get out of my way i know where i'm going um you know the speed limit's 70 and until the cop shows up you know you're doing 80 and so when you start looking at security culture within organizations and you're looking you're looking to the CISO as that chief evangelist um, and having that conversation with them, it's got to come down from the top. You know, when in the patriarchal society, in organizations that we work, you know, everybody's looking to their management a majority of the time. You know, if they see management are doing it, then OK, then it's going to be something that, you know, I can follow suit and I can do. Uh, Because if a lot of the time it's, you know, do as I say, not as I do, then you're going to have folks that aren't just going to really care about it. And so having those conversations with the CISO, it's got to come from them. They've got to be exhibiting that security culture as well. You know, whether we're passing out password, you know, we're providing password management programs to folks. We're doing phishing assessments. We're providing not just quarterly training, but some type of training element every month. You know, some new drive that security culture. Because that's what we have to grow. You know, it's no longer security awareness has been good so far, and it continues to be good. And it's better than not doing any security awareness. But now we're starting to, you know, we're still seeing ransomware attacks. We're still seeing the data breaches. We're still seeing people fall for phishing, even though they get the training. So now it's kind of evolving where we want to try and keep security top of mind. We want folks to be aware of it, um, not rush through their email. Um, and click on everything in sight because, oh my God, I got to clear up my inbox. And what's this new thing about uh, benefits? And so they end up clicking on it and fall for the phishing. And so when we start talking, so again, finally, when we talk to the CISOs, it's got to come from them, it's got to come from the top, they got to lead it. Uh, we're as security awareness practitioners, we're going to provide the, the ammo, so to speak, but we need them to be able to be pushing it um, and making sure that the security culture is from everybody from the boardroom all the way down to the mailroom. You guys still there? Yes, yeah, Chris there. Is He frozen.
2: Oh, I think Chris got frozen. Okay,
1: Chris got so, frozen. Uh-oh.
2: <laughs> oh, there oh he goes. He turned,
1: okay, into, he turned into Anna. He got frozen. Yes, yeah.
2: Go yeah. me. You could talk until he comes back. Uh, so, James, at no before, right? Yeah. Um, I know you, you guys started out as just doing, I guess, security awareness, but right. now you've grown into doing campaigns. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and how is that being, you know, uh, um, uh, received from corporations? Now it's more involved. It's not just in workshop or, right. You're doing more involved things. How, how How is that being received?
1: So with regards to the camp, you know, campaigns, I mean, there's a security awareness training program that we've had for years. Kevin Mitnick's name. Um, mm-hmm. And the the security awareness training program, one that's, you know, you got a 45 minute version, you got a 30 minute, you got a 15 minute version, at least for people whose time is extremely valuable, like your C-suite and people that are, you know, constantly on the go. And then it's evolved to getting into phishing simulations. And then with the phishing simulations, you're now going through and assessing how well, um, you know, your users are detecting those phishing emails. So you've got the training, now you lead into looking at you know the phishing simulations and hopefully folks are catching you know being able to spot the phishing and then being able to report it so you have that communication life cycle back to your IT infosec folks Um, and then once uh, that now evolved where we have what's called the fish ER where within the fish ER it's kind of like that emergency room you can do triage on those phishing emails that come in and one of the cool things that that's come out recently that I think is that i thought was extremely fascinating was we can now there's what's called the fish rip where the user could get an email they could notice that it's a f- true phishing email report it in the triage team looks at it and if it is a, a valid phishing email they can then go through using uh, ai machine learning uh, where it can pull out you can look to see if the email or similar email is in anyone else's mailbox in the organization And if it is, they can go ahead and rip it out of everybody else's mailbox. So that way it reduces the risk significantly of somebody else falling for it, even though somebody found it. Adding on to that, we get into the fish flip, where we can now take that phishing email that was legit, that was legitimate, remove all the uh, badness out of it, remove all those evil links, flip it on its head and then put on your own simulation links and then send it back out to the organization. Because in actuality, what you've got is a, uh, a proper phishing email that's gotten by your security email gateways and, and, and everything else. So, mouse might as well use your advantage and see if anyone would fall victim to it. And not as a gotcha moment, but more as a teaching moment, because either there's something about that that's going to make somebody want to click on it. You've got the fishing simulations that you're going through and doing all this, but then at the same time, you want to keep up with the training. You don't want to be just doing it once a year. And so there's one right. of the things we have is our mod store, which is, has got hundreds of thousands of content or thousands of content, pieces of content in there from, you know, newsletters and posters and emails uh, to videos, you know, and a lot of folks, you know, love watching YouTube and love TikTok and Instagram and watching the reels because it's, you know, we all, uh, get drawn to motion, things that are moving. And so when you've got these little videos, uh, you know, that you can help emphasize the point of, you know, tailgating or using a, not using sticky notes as a password to keep track of all your passwords, to understanding a phishing email, all the way through to a actual series of episodes for a mo- essentially a TV show, uh, which, which we call the Inside Man, and we're four seasons in on that, um, and that helps. It's all about story first, and then you get the security uh, training elements that come behind it. And I've known organizations that go through where they will have a, like a board meeting, staff meeting, and they'll show an episode. And each episode is about eight minutes long, and there's 10, 12 in the, every season. So they show the eight-minute episode, and then at the end of each episode, there's two or three facts, factoids of information or things you need to be doing. Which is great, because then you can discuss that among your your folks that are in the meeting, and again continue to drive that security culture even further because you can see who spots it what did you, you know what did you see what you think is this uh you know something that is actually you know would be happening in our organization and go from there so um yeah from a from from a whole campaign standpoint of just. Being a security awareness training, but continual training, phishing assessments, and then kind of making it fun too, trying to drive home uh, the conversation a little further with your users by having these videos. So it looks like we got Chris back. Yeah,
0: you got to love broadband drops. Um. Oh, (laughs) so uh, yeah, really, really love the idea of awareness through movies. Uh, I know the the FBI recently released uh, a long form as well on espionage and uh, the insider threat. And it it was really interesting to see how they put that story together. And if you weren't drawn to it before or aware of it, you're aware now and absolutely love that.
1: Yep. And there's been there's been other shows on TV uh, that we've seen, like on Netflix that they've done. um, There's a new one on Netflix now called Web of Make Believe. Mm -hmm. Um, I watched the first episode last week because it dealt with swatting. The notion of people calling up the police and reporting, uh, you know, some, you know, a hostage situation or domestic violence that sends the SWAT team to a a target's house that they want to target. To disrupt them, to cause problems. Um, the basis of it was for gaming. Uh, you had gamers that wanted to, you know, competitively gaming against other people, so they would have SWAT, they would SWAT the that person, and so they couldn't play and screw them up. And I'm just like, holy cow, that that going to that level. But um, again, it just brings that awareness overall of of what you know people are going to do to uh, mess with you, whether in real life or electronically.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I wanted to, to twist this a bit. I know yesterday we spoke about um, a musical, and someone had had the idea. So we've talked about movies, but everyone loves music videos. Um, sure. W- w- when are you coming out with your security awareness music video? Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would,
1: that would be, uh, yeah, be interesting for us to uh, – I know we've done some musical little, little things, but um, yeah, that would be fun to have a uh, to musical because, and I, I I think I think you and I, I know I had the conversation with someone else, but music is a way to help people, it helps reinforce concepts. It's not the mm-hmm. way to learn them, it is, but it's more of a reinforcement method. There is a teacher in Atlanta, he started his own academy, uh, his name's Ron Clark. And the reason I know about him, for a couple of reasons, one, because it was a movie made about him by Matt, with Matthew Perry playing him. Um, but two, my wife is a, uh, is a teacher and followed him uh, a lot, a lot of what his uh, way he did his classrooms. And he does a lot of his teaching. A lot of the learning is done by, uh, through song. And so take like a popular song and rework it to help the kids learn certain concepts or topics in geography or math or whatever. And she ended up bring trying ended up doing that with some of her classroom with regards to um, with math and English and history, and they ended up doing it to uh, some of the songs from Hamilton, you know, way back and this was you know six years ago, seven year uh, five six years ago she was doing it, and um, the a the kids were getting into the musical Hamilton to begin with, <laughs> but then using that melody that they're already familiar with and then adding their words in just helped reinforce and add. Um, So when they were taking a test, she literally could hear the kids humming because they would be going through humming, you know, capitals or, or, you know, uh, history terms, dates and stuff. Cause she'd put it to song and she could hear them humming it. They weren't saying it. They were just humming because they were probably saying the words in their head to get to the answer. So, you know, a lot of times you got to do what you can do to, to help drive the point home with folks. And if it is having a fun little music video, uh, my colleague Javad uh, from Noble Four and Tom Langford, uh, they've done with their host unknown and with Andy, where they've done music videos and they've used, they've done parodies uh, that are out there. Um, And Javad's done, they've done like three or four of them. And the first one they did years ago was CI SP. Or I love my CISW. <laughs> um, that was more of a parody just on, you know, CISSP concepts and um, being certified and that kind of thing. And then they've done other ones. He did one on um, uh, optional. It dealt with, oh, taking on the risk. So he was a CISO and he was taking, I I can take the risk. I can take the risk, which is a parody of another song. Um, Yeah, go out to Host Unknown on YouTube and you'll see their music videos. But yes, you know, you're going to do whatever it takes to drive home that point. If you can do it with music and you can do it with musicals and music videos, sure. Then, you know, some folks are going to learn that way and pick it up. And when we're learning, a lot of the times, Emotion plays in a big part of it as well. When you, you think about happy times, sad times, you know, um, scary times, you know, those are the events that are going on around at those points are uh, end up staying with us a lot longer than, you know, just normal everyday activities. You know, you remember the day for, for a lot of us, you remember the day when we first sent our kids off to uh, kindergarten or, or grade high school. When they graduated university, well, I know mine has, Um, you know, to wedding days, funerals, you know, those are the things, you know, sometimes it's humor as well when, um, you know, you hear a funny story, uh, you know, what's going on and around that usually helps. Uh, Like, um, I don't know if you guys had heard, but Norway and Finland are now putting barcodes on their Navy vessels. So when they come back into the port, they can Scandinavian. <laughs>
0: you and your dad jokes.
1: <laughs> you know I was gonna get it in there, stuff
0: Yeah, I, I know, I know. Uh I, I love your series too on dad jokes. Um, really brings out the the, the creativity in you. And that's one of the things that I, I love about you is that you're so broad um in all the different areas that you cover. Uh so that, that that's really very appreciative of you and and that's some of the things that i've seen that um, professor roger Wright also talks about in getting individuals to learn um finding different ways and finding the right way to get to them yeah yeah go on roger.
2: no no i was saying that i see you you're also a a uh, uh um work you know you teach at a college
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? um so I, how do you, how, how do you see the difference between the teaching the students and teaching employees?
1: That's a good question. Um, when you know when you're when you're working with employees, sometimes there's not an eagerness to learn. You know, if you're doing the security awareness training, <laughs> sometimes there's that eagerness is not there. There's,
2: yes, exactly.
1: You know, they are they're there because they have to be or they're there because they were told to be. Uh, they were there because it gave them something to get them out of working for a couple hours or something. Um, and so when you're t- when you're teaching students, there is an eagerness for them. They, they are sponges. They soak it up. They want to learn as much as they can over the years. Uh, I've had students come back or you know, at the end of every semester, one of the things I do with the students and I, I get the first years i I usually, the course I teach is usually taught within the first year. And, you know, I know I've done my job. I've done what I was set out to do when they come back to me going, do you teach any more of the classes here on, at, at the college? I'm like, no, this what I do. You know, like, oh, man, we love it. Because one of things for me, and, and I've used the term before, and it, other people use it as well, but I like to do edutainment. Yes. I like to do education and entertainment. I want to make it enjoyable. I have a strong passion already about this, and it comes out when I'm presenting because I either talk too fast or I'm going to, or, you know, I'm excited about it. Um, but I'm also adding in the stories, adding in experiences that I've had or experiences that I've learned from, from other colleagues and friends they've shared with me. And I've shared those stories to help emphasize and drive the particular point, um, that's going on with whatever the topic I'm presenting on. And then being able to have that passion and that energy as well to pass on to the students, they see how much I enjoy it and they see how much joy can come out of it, um, the uh, last week, uh, I and I posted this on my LinkedIn earlier. Was uh, last week I ran a, a buddy of mine here in or- in Orlando. We run a cyber camp over at the university for uh, high school students, um, and then we had 50 of them last week. And we do everything from Windows to malware to vulnerability uh, assessments to Linux. We do lock picking. We do OSINT. We do social engineering. We do even do a hacking 101 course. And this was the first time we got to do the camp in about two years because COVID, uh, the last one we did was three years ago. And so it was nice to get back into it, um, with the students. And we had a, the, the, the really great thing is, is the ratio of boys to girls was two to one. Usually in the past we were, you know, 10 to one or yeah. five. One two. girl <laughs> maybe.
2: <laughs> yeah. So
1: we had a lot more girls there and the girls were kicking That's their good. boys' butts too, which was good. Um, so we've, we're getting, we're seeing a lot more of the girls come in, a lot more of the females, uh, coming in. And, um, the one that did the best, uh, we, we, uh, as the week goes on, it's a four day camp. And as we go on, if they're asking questions and engaging and helping in others, they get rewarded. And whoever has the most points at the end of the week, we give them a really nice prize. And this year we gave them a MacBook, um, a uh, couple of years old, it was refurbished, but it was still it was working and it was good. And, um, but that was kind of the, you know, as a, an additional encouragement of keep doing what you're doing, you know, keep being a sponge, keep asking the questions, keep helping others in this field. Um, and she, she was fantastic. She was blown away that we, we did that. Um, but uh, we had, we do individual challenges for the students as well. So they're, they're working together. So they're learning how to work together as well as working on their own. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it, we, had capture the flag challenges that, that put together by, um, uh, the other folks that we had working, Mason and, and Jake were working and putting those together. Mm-hmm. And my colleague Lee, he put together the, the capture the flag that we had. We had two of those. My role is putting all the education materials together. So I handle right. um, uh, you know, what are we going to teach them? How are we going to teach it? And, uh, we got, we learned, we learned some good lessons this year and hopefully, uh, try to figure out some new ways to get it's all about getting hands on keyboards, keeping them active. Uh, they are teenagers, but, you know, uh, so they, you know, getting this sitting there in a classroom being lectured for half an hour is not, not a good way, but I want to get them the information. So next year we're thinking, okay, we're going to do like a pre-camp thing where, you know, go through this little 30 minute online computer-based training on windows and on Linux to learn the basics. And then when you get in the class, we can skip all that. We go right on to keyboard. We can start messing around with Linux octals and changing permissions and creating cool. user accounts and auditing and securing it. So that way, when they get done with it, they can walk away and go, yep, yeah, I know how to secure a Linux environment now, which and not a lot of people think about.
0: Nice, that, nice. That's true. That's true. Um, so what other ways can we work to improve the next generation that's coming in to provide them with, with, with the information outside of camps? Um what have you found ways that work really well with getting uh school districts involved um with putting on more of those
1: education sessions I know that when and I've participated in some of the um um the what do they call them? it's not teach the teacher. Anyway, the teach-in days, it's, and I know they've got them in Central, we've got them in Florida where they bring in industry experts, subject matter experts, you know, people that are working in the various industries. Um, It's kind of like career day, but, um, and I've gone in to a couple of the schools to talk to their IT classes and, and they're trying to get more cybersecurity. There's, um, they're, they're slowly starting to bring cybersecurity classes into the high school. Um, When we, Getting, getting briefly back to the camp, when we have the students sign up for the camp, there's a survey they take. And um, you know, do you have a computer in the home? Do you have a f- smartphone? Um, do you know? Do you, you know, we are using a browser. You know, those are our basic questions. But then we get into: Have you taken a programming class? Have you done, do you have a cybersecurity class? Um, and this year, we had a lot more students answer yes to those questions. Uh, So we're starting to see that there's a lot more available, but we definitely want to get more of that curriculum into the schools, you know, into the, you know, having it and cybersecurity classes in the high schools, you know, yes. if nothing else, get them more aware of, you know, what need how to be safe and secure online, so to speak. One of the things when I started at Valencia was teaching what was called identity security. And I was loving it because it covered everything from mobile devices to securing your home internet, um, how to use a virtual machine was in there, securing windows. We touched on Linux, um, but a whole lot of things of, you know, making sure that you know about phishing and you know how to use your phone, your smartphone securely. And, and we, we taught it for a few years and then it migrated into the new cybersecurity operations course. But one of the things out of that course for me, and I, I kept asking, but it, it just wasn't going anywhere, unfortunately, was this needs to be taught to every student in the school. This needs to be, you know, part of those general electives like English and psychology and, and a science class and math class and whatever else. There needs to be a computer class so that they learn how to, you know, spot a phishing email. They know how to properly secure the Windows machine how to make sure they've got strong passwords and not reusing them. You know, sometimes a lot of it may come to, you know, you could probably teach it in a couple of weeks, um, but other times, you know, you, the, the, for me, you know, we just, and I have this conversation all the time with the fact that when it comes to email, people have never really been shown how to, properly protect your email we've been told how to use it this is how you type this is how you send this is what you do when you receive an email here's how you create your rules or whatever but we've never really had that education in there on what you need to be aware of you know you walk down the street in new york city and somebody comes up to you and opens up their jacket and goes hey you want to buy a rolex (laughs) you gonna look at that and go yeah no thanks i'm good and we laugh and it's perfect because it's like yeah i know that's a scam when you get that email that comes in and it looks real and you fall for it and you're like, oh, I'm so stupid how did i how could I fall for it? It's just don't have that awareness and so that i I, I would love to have that in schools have a security yes. class for every kid um because considering the fact that parents hand these to the kid and I don't blame the parents but i I was guilty of the same thing but you hand these to your kids when they're in fifth grade, fourth grade, third grade, mine were seventh grade kindergarten <laughs> But you hand them these, but you don't tell them how to use it. You know, yeah. Um, you give them a bike, you tell them how to. You take, you get them some. You put training wheels. You give them a helmet, some knee pads maybe, and you kind of guide them and help them because that's what your parents did for you, and that's what we need parents to do is to kind of show their kids, uh, you know, how to properly use your, stay safe on these and use them and be aware of weird emails and, you know, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Well, a, a, as we wrap up today, I want to I want to take this as a moment to challenge every one of our listeners if if you're interested in cybersecurity and you want to pass it on to the next generation, it really doesn't take that much for you to go to your school district and make oh, yes. aware and even offer your services of potentially going to teach a class uh once a week. They will love that. I've gone into my son's elementary school and done that before. I'm working with my local school district to to have one of those career days as well as more opportunities. So take this as a challenge to all of our listeners, whether you are on LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch, podcast after the fact. Go and talk to your school districts about ensuring that there's a basic cyber literacy course or curriculum or some sort of learning material for the students um ideally something some some way to spread it out across the semester and not just um a one half hour here in the beginning because we know that we're we're not going to remember that at the end so um, some consistent reinforcement
1: and if you need material one of the organizations that i'm a trustee board member with is the center for cyber safety and education, which is a, an arm off of IAC squared. But if you go to, imcybersafe.org, they've got a whole slew of resources of information you can use. You can uh, presentations, um, things for the parents, things for the kids. So um, I highly recommend that mainly because, you know, I'm a part of the board and it's what we're trying to do. So yeah, I appreciate that'd be great.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you, everyone. Go to IamCyberSafe.org. Get the material. Make your school districts aware and get everyone cyber safe. James, I want to thank you for coming on today. Professor Roger, thank you for joining us. And for every one of you, um, subscribe, hit that notification button, and then share reviews. That way more people can can be aware of us and we can share this message with others. Thank you all and have a great day. Get the
1: book. Get the,
0: yes. book. get the book. There we go. Get the book. I always forget that part. Um. So, yeah, get the book. Thank you all. Have a great day.
1: Bye. Take care, everybody.